Hello, you guys, and welcome to this week's episode. We are on episode 13. It is January 3rd. If it's Tuesday, if some of you have not already started your New Year's resolutions or your goals or, you know, you're turning over a new leaf in health this year, then you're probably pretty close to getting that started. And there is a conversation that happens. It's even happened with me, and I know the answer to this question. But the question is, I'm working out why am I gaining weight? And I think it's a question that plagues all of us when we get started. And like I said, it plagued me, and I really know what I'm doing. I know the science behind it. I know the answers behind this. And yet, when I was trying to actually lose weight, lose pounds, it still bothered me. So I get it. I totally understand. But let's take a look at some of the science behind why this happens, behind why you are working out, yet the pounds on the scale are either going up or they're not budging at all or they're budging very marginally. And then we'll take a look at the more like practical application in the back half. Let's do this. All right, let's tackle the elephant in the room when it comes to this question. And that is first, we have to acknowledge that muscle weighs more than fat. Takes up less space, but it weighs more. Fat takes up more space, but it weighs less. Because a pound of fat and a pound of muscle both weigh a pound because a pound is a pound is a pound. A pound of feathers is still a pound even though it takes up a lot more space than a pound of lead that is still a pound of lead. So how do you weigh this? Well, you have to look at the measure of the volume. So you break it down into liter because a liter is the most, or a liter is the closest volume measure to a pound. So a liter of muscle is 2.3 pounds, but a liter of fat is 1.98 pounds. So you have a liter, but a liter of muscle weighs more than a liter of fat. That comes out to about roughly 20%. There's 20% more muscle weight in the same volume measure as there is fat weight. So that means if you were to take fat and pack it into a one liter, that one liter of fat is going to weigh 1.98 pounds. Whereas if you were to take a liter measure and pack it full of muscle, that liter is going to weigh 2.3 pounds. So let's go back to the lead to feather comparison. A pound of feathers is still a pound of feathers, but it is going to take up a whole lot more space for storage than a pound of lead. And I do think that there's this thought that people naturally think that, well, if fat weighs less than muscle, don't I want more fat and less muscle? Because I don't want to weigh anymore. That is where our current health and wellness industry has kind of failed us because it has created this thought in our head that 
weight is the only barometer of success. But I think honestly that we can all justify that we don't want more fat on our bodies, but how do we justify putting more muscle on our body if our body weighs more and we get on the scale and our numbers are higher or marginally lower? And that is exactly why the scale cannot be your only barometer of weight loss, health, or fitness. Because it is only going to show you the volume measurement. It is only going to show you the volume of what is contained in your body or the poundage of the volume that is contained within your body. Regardless of what it looks like, the scale is only going to pay attention to how much it weighs. If you look at those two liters, one liter full of muscle, one liter full of fat, The liter full of fat has less actual material in it, but it also doesn't fully take up the space that it's in. There's air pockets, it's fluffy, it's lumpy, it's bumpy, because that is just the nature of fat as a tissue. But if you look at the liter filled with muscle, there is more muscular fiber packed into that liter because muscle is more densely packed. The makeup of muscular fiber, it is denser, it is thicker, it is more structured. Basically, muscle weighs more than fat, but it takes up less space like the pound of lead. It has a smoother and more contoured appearance, whereas fat weighs less like the feathers, but it takes up more space. It does not have a smooth or contoured appearance. It's very lumpy, it's very bumpy, and it's fluffy. It jiggles, it wiggles. Is anybody getting like Santa Claus belly vibes here? Because that's what I think of when I read this. (laughs) So if you have recently started working out or you're getting ready to start working out, And your only barometer of your success is the scale. You are going to be horribly disappointed. And I hate to tell you that, but it is the truth. You're going to be horribly disappointed. You have to have other barometers of success other than just how much volume, how much weight your volume is. Your measurements are not going to lie to you, but the scale will. The scale is only going to tell you how much weight is contained within your volume but your measurements are going to tell you how much space that weight takes up. Your measurements are going to show you when your, when your um, scale weight goes up, your measurements are going to show you if your weight is expanding or if it's shrinking. You're staying the same. That was my, that was my issue was I was staying the same. I wasn't necessarily going up, but I was still really frustrated. This is also where before and after pictures or progress pictures come in handy. I know they're, I know they're kind of weird, y'all. I get it. They're, they're kind of weird. It's really uncomfortable. Either you're having someone take the picture for you or you're taking the picture yourself and you're sitting there picking yourself apart. You guys grab a piece of paper, write the date on it, take the picture from the front, take the picture from the side, take the picture from the back, hide it in a folder and walk away. Don't look at it. Don't post it. Don't show anybody. It's just there. Just don't even worry about that picture until later on. But it's a really, really good barometer of success because that is going to show you what your volume looks like. If your volume is shrinking and getting more shapely, even you can see if your volume is 
shrinking and getting more shapely, even if the numbers on the scale are going up or not budging or only budging marginally. So with muscle weighing more than fat, as we lift heavier and heavier weights, we may not necessarily go up on the scale because it's a very conscious decision to add muscle to our current frame. It is something we call bulking, B-U-L-K-I-N-G, bulking. It is not an easy process. It includes very strategic programming, heavy weights, and specific nutrition to do a bulk. So if you started working out two weeks ago and you jump on the scale and you weigh more, most likely, I'm not saying you haven't, but most likely that is not muscle necessarily. It's most likely water retention because it, water retention is one of the ways that our body kind of tries to protect itself the same way that inflammation works to protect an injury water retention can sometimes act as a as a protective mechanism for our bodies because it's holding on to something that it needs and that will fade away but sometimes it does you know it it takes a little while it's like a sponge like you can plunge a sponge into a sink full of water and it's going to come out fluffy and like dripping water but eventually that water will stop dripping and the sponge will still be damp and usable but it's not dripping water it's kind of similar to water retention your body has like soaked up all of the fluid that you've given it like a sponge and it's going to hold on to it but eventually it'll level itself out. You may also notice that your scale isn't moving much or maybe that you're just losing a little bit, but then you're looking at your measurements and your progress pictures and you're seeing your measurements go down and you're seeing a physical change happen. That's because what you're doing is working even if the scale isn't budging. You might see definition in your legs that you didn't see a month ago, or you might see a little bit more of, you know, a curve in the right direction in your waist. And that's because you're building muscle and you're putting muscle on, you're becoming stronger, and that's going to show in your shape, but it's also going to show on the scale. Like I said, it may just be that you're just staying the same or you're like barely losing any weight but then you're seeing progress in the mirror or in your pictures. And that's what you want. That's why you can't just go by what the scale says. That's why you always hear people say, you know, judge by how your clothes fit. If your clothes are fitting better or they're fitting more comfortable, then that's a good barometer of success. Because think about it. If you were to strictly lose weight without putting on any muscle, then you're just losing weight from a calorie deficit alone but you may not necessarily be shaping your body or getting stronger or getting more as it's called toned. You're just losing fat, which is not necessarily a bad thing, especially if your numbers are way high and a medical doctor has told you, you have got to lose some weight. Sometimes that's all you need to focus on. But if you're putting muscle on because you're strength training, in addition to being in a calorie deficit, you may be losing that 1.98 pounds of fat, but you also may be working towards gaining that 2.3 pounds of muscle. So that's why you can go up on the scale but look smaller. You may have lost 
almost two pounds of fat, but you may have also put on almost half a pound of muscle. You know, sometimes they kind of negate each other, or you might have put on a full liter of muscle. You put on 2.3 pounds of muscle, but you've also lost a full liter of fat, 1.9. So it's like the whole principle of, according to the scale, you've gone, you know, forward. Um, what is it? You take one step forward and two steps back. That's kind of how it feels, but really you're not. You're taking like three steps forward because you're gaining muscle and you're losing fat. It's okay. It's okay. That's where the measurements and the progress pictures come in handy. So here's another way to kind of quantify it. Think about, okay, so we've talked about the fat in the leader to the muscle in the leader. We've talked about the feathers in the lead. Think about it like this. Think about what it looks like if you were to take a bunch of marshmallows and stuff them into a Ziploc bag. It's lumpy, it's bumpy, it's fluffy, it's soft, it's more like a pillow, um, great for sleeping on, not necessarily what we want to look like. Now, stuff a whole bunch of steak into a Ziploc bag. That steak bag is going to be really compact and you're going to see the muscle fibers, but the marshmallow, it's going to sound like you're hitting a pillow and it's going to be fluffy and it's going to be round. And that's not necessarily what I would say most of us are going for. Maybe if you're talking about your butt, you want it to be like round. But outside of that, I wouldn't think anybody's like physical goal is I want to be round and fluffy. Because let me tell you, if you have ever had a kid come up to you and say, Mommy, you're so soft. It is, I'm sorry, it is not a compliment. It is not a compliment. And I don't care if they are 10 years old or 10 months old and they say mommy's soft soft mommy's soft it's offensive so you have to kind of decide would you rather look like a bag of marshmallows or would you rather look like a steak because ultimately it's up to you and I don't know about you but I would rather I would look like a steak any day versus a bag of marshmallows so we have to get over this idea that weighing a certain amount is bad for us we have to start looking at other than just our weight. Yes, our weight can absolutely have an impact on our daily life, but there's more to it than just the actual pounds on the scale. One of the barometers that the nutrition world or the medical world likes to look at is your BMI or your body mass index. And while, yes, this can be a barometer, it's really just an extension of the scale because of the way it measures. So BMI only looks at your height versus your weight. It doesn't take into account what your weight is made out of. If your weight is made out of muscle and bone and, you know, organs and flesh and all that stuff, your BMI is still going to be high. If your weight is made out of muscle and or um, skin and organs and bones and water and fat, your weight isn't going to be as high, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're any healthier. So if you know me personally or you follow me on social media, you most likely see my husband. My husband is a big guy. He is 6'6", he weighs right around 300 pounds, but nobody would look at him and call him morbidly obese. He gets asked on the regular if he was a football player, 
And he wasn't. He was a baseball player. He was a pitcher. But he gets asked on the regular if he's a football player because he's just he's just a big dude. He's just a big dude. If he were to base his weight and his health off of a correct BMI, he would weigh like 190 pounds. So again, go look on my social media. I just posted a picture of him not that long ago. He's right around 300 pounds. BMI tells him he should weigh 190. Take 110 pounds off that man and tell me that he looks like a healthy person. No, people would be asking us constantly, is he sick? Is he all right? Is, is something wrong? Do you have some sort of you know, disease or something like that. It's not healthy for him to be within his correct BMI. So for me, I've never been over a size 12. Like a size 12 is the biggest I've ever been. And right now I weigh about right around 185 pounds, I think. We're working on that, but that's what I weigh right now. But nobody would look at me and be like, oh my gosh, she's obese. She's just huge. Nobody would look at me and say that, but that's what the BMI tells me. The BMI tells me that I'm obese. I think the BMI has me as being just under morbidly obese, and I'm not, but that's what the BMI says. But I know that I have a decent bit of muscle contained within my frame, so I just kind of have to ignore my BMI. Now, I'll be honest, I do want to see my BMI go down. But if my BMI stays the same and my other barometers trend down, I'm okay with that. So if you can't rely on the scale and you can't rely solely on BMI, how are we supposed to know that we are in a healthy place? There are multiple barometers that we can use to establish a healthy place. And if you want to be healthy and you don't give a rat's patootie about the numbers, then by all means, let's look at these other barometers of health. Are you active on a daily basis? Are you taking a walk? Are you going on a run? Are you consciously exercising? Are you consciously getting up out of your chair during your workday and walking around? Are you hitting your step goals on your watch? Those can all be barometers of our health. Another thing that you can pay attention to, and y'all, I get it, this is, this is kind of a touchy one, and... I understand, but we have to talk about it. Another one that we can pay attention to is our belly fat. So the fat that's contained around our bellies, specifically our bellies and our hips, is called adipose tissue. Adipose tissue is one of the most toxic tissues that our body contains. And adipose tissue puts a lot of pressure on our body. It adds weight, it adds size, but it also impedes movement. It also puts a lot of physical pressure on your internal organs. If you ever look at the scans of adipose tissue, it's A-D-I-P-O-S-E. Adipose tissue can push our organs out of the places that they're supposed to be. Adipose tissue can also put pressure on your heart because it doesn't just grow out, it actually grows into and up through your body. And somebody who is morbidly obese is going to have scans 
that show adipose tissue putting pressure on your heart and your lungs. It puts pressure on your capillaries. It puts pressure on your veins. It puts pressure in places that our body doesn't need pressure. So it is a very, very unhealthy, very, very toxic fat. And it is contained mostly in our core region, which is the region between our hip flexors and our chest. That doesn't mean it's just contained there. That's just where it starts. So if you have a large circumference in that area, that is something you really want to work on. That is something you really want to pay attention to more than the, the uh, numbers on the scale more than honestly even more than how you feel is the actual measurement of that area if that is the only barometer you pay attention to forget the bmi forget the numbers on the scale forget how your clothes fit well your pants are a good judge of this but just measure your belly if that's all you do if that's all you focus on is getting those belly numbers to go down then you are headed in the right direction. Another thing that you can pay attention to, if you've, you're not really a heavy person, you, you don't feel like you really weigh all that much, but you just don't feel healthy, you don't feel capable, you're really winded, everything takes a lot of effort, you can't really lift things that are heavy, this is where you can look at muscle tone. Do you have muscle tone? And, you know, there's this conversation that's being had in the health and fitness world about toning versus building muscle. And people will come in and they'll bring in pictures and say, I want to look like this person. I want to be lean and toned. Really, all you're asking is you just want to build muscle. That sounds really daunting and it sounds really scary because especially as women, we hear the concept of, oh, I just want to build muscle. And we think that means that we're going to be looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger et, and it's not. But to tone means you just want to build some muscle. You want to tighten up the muscles that's there. Maybe you don't necessarily want to put on any size to your muscles, but you just want to tighten up the muscles that are there. You want to get a little bit stronger. You want to be able to open a door without having to use two hands. That does not mean you're going to look like a man, but that does mean that you are going to be a good looking woman. So pay attention. Like, do you have some curve and some shape in your arms? Do you have, when you walk, can you see the muscles in your legs flex? You know, does your calf go from just being like a little lump to being a little bubble? It, there's small things that you can look at in your body to judge your muscle tone. But again, this is where those progress pictures really make a difference. But muscle tone is also someone something that other people see a lot too. And this is where body fat percentage makes a difference. There's this term that is leaking. It, it's been around, it's existed in the health and fitness space for quite a few years, but it's leaking its way into the health world, like the medical side of things. And it's called skinny fat. And what it is is somebody who doesn't necessarily have a lot of fat. They don't necessarily weigh very much. They look like a very small person, but they lack muscle tone and they lack the structure that muscle tone gives. And this is where body fat percentage is a good barometer. Now, this is a harder number to get. There are some scales that can give you your pounds, your water weight, your bone density, 
your muscle mass, your body fat percentage, and your BMI all in one. They're not 100% accurate, but again, it's a barometer. If your numbers are trending in the right direction, then overall you're doing well. But body fat percentage just looks at how much percentage do your bones make up? How much percentage does water weight make up? How much percentage of your body or your pounds does your muscle make up? And that's where that 2.3 pounds matters. Because if you have, if more of your percentage is that 2.3 pounds of muscle and less of your percentage is that 1.98 pounds of fat, then your body fat percentage is going to be lower, which means you have a lower number of adipose tissue. You have a lower rating of adipose tissue in your body. You have a higher rate of muscle in your body. And the only way to bring your body fat percentage down is to lose fat, but also to gain muscle. Because you can take two size 10 women and put them right next to each other. You have a size 10 woman who weighs 160 pounds and she's got, you know, like nice tricep muscles and she's got muscle tone in her legs. And you can take a size 10 woman who weighs 130 pounds and most likely, if that 130-pound woman doesn't have muscle tone, the 150-pound woman is going to have a lower body fat percentage. If you are going to a trainer or a gym or anything like that, and all they are taking into consideration is your weight and your BMI, you need to be like, peace out and step on to someone else because they are not serving you well. Because that body fat percentage is probably the most important number. It's also the hardest to get, but it is the most important. So when you're looking at body fat percentage, if you have a scale that will kind of guide you through these numbers, when you're looking at body fat percentage, if your percentage is 30, is less than 30%, you're headed in the right direction. 30 to, I think... 34% or it might be 33%, I can't remember exactly, is considered obese. Anything over 35 is considered morbidly obese. And for every person it's different. Men, a healthy body fat percentage is lower than it is for women just because of the way we are physically designed. So you can see that there's a lot more to being healthy and having a good level of fitness and looking good than just what the scale says or just what your BMI tells you. It's why these other barometers of health matter. Muscle serves us more on a daily basis. It allows us to carry heavy things. It allows us to carry multiple things. It allows us to open doors. It allows us to move more easily. It supports our muscles and joints and tendons and makes it easier for us to run around with kids because in order to, to build muscle and to have muscle on our bodies, we also work on our cardiovascular system, so our lungs and our heart. And those things in turn become healthier and that allows us to move more freely. I mean, honestly, y'all, like I could really like have a TED talk on this subject because I am 34 minutes into this recording already 
it won't be 30 minutes by the time you listen to the edited version, but I'm 30 minutes into this already and I'm really having to rein myself in a lot. So just a little plug here as we wrap up. If you're listening to this in real time and you haven't signed up for the 4FK winter session, it starts in just a couple of days. It starts on um, January 9th. We are having a kickoff call on January 8th at 8.30. Signups are open until January 8th at 8 o'clock in the evening. So there's still time to sign up. For $60, you get 12 weeks of workouts, an ebook full of recipes, as well as meal plan outlines, not an actual meal plan, but a meal plan outline and prep outlines. You get group coaching calls. You get the accountability group. It's just, it's going to be really awesome. We're going to work on functional strength and mobility and muscle tone as well. If you're not signed up and you're kind of teeter-tottering, this will help you make your decision. Sunday is the last day to sign up for 4FK until the spring session starts, which will be the first week of April. So it kind of is a now or later kind of thing. If you decide in February you're ready to go, well, I'm sorry, the session will be closed until this session is completed, which will be the last week of March. So signups will open back up for that first week of April. We'll get started with the spring session, I think the second week of April. If you have questions, you want to ask some more things, you want some more specific things, you can shoot me an email in wellness at gmail.com. You can come DM me on Facebook or Instagram. You can also get information on the website if you go to mdodgeandwellness.com slash sessions, S-E-S-S-I-O-N-S. There's information there and you can also sign up there. All right, you guys, that's it for today. I, I feel like I have been up on my soapbox for long enough and that's all